0: Welcome to the Cood Street Podcast Advent Calendar, uh, which we are going to be um, presenting to you daily for the length of Advent. Neither Jonathan nor I quite know what Advent is. We're not that religious. But uh, what we're using it to mean is at the end of the year, when we come up with lists of the favorite books we're recommending for the year, we decided that we would talk to the authors of some of those books. And the first guest we have, the first guest I have tonight, uh, is Richard Butner, whose collection, The Adventurists, appeared uh, way back in February, which is, Richard, always a disadvantage at end-of-the-year things if your book came out at the beginning of the sure. year. But it, it's, it's, a, it's a remarkable collection. You come with endorsements not only from me, but from Karen Fowler, Kelly Link, Christopher Rowe, Andy Duncan, John Kessel, Sarah Pinsker, Lou Shiner, and I'm sure people that uh, I haven't even mentioned. And I didn't know who you were until I saw this collection of stories. I'd heard your name from Castle and so forth, from the Sycamore Hill Writers' Work. But what we want to do is just go through the simple questions, starting with – we'll start with – tell us a little bit about your The Adventurous, which is your first full collection of stories, isn't it?
1: That's right. Uh, Small Beer did a chapbook probably 15 years ago, but this is the first full collection. Um, So, yeah, it's from Small Beer Press. Uh, It's – 16 short stories. The oldest one I drafted initially in 1994. The newest uh, was from 2019, but of course I was working on many of them right up until we uh, got to the part of the publishing pipeline where I couldn't work on them anymore. Uh,
0: so you were even revising yeah, stories years earlier.
1: Oh yeah. Well, and, and yeah, um, there was a lot of, there, some of the stories had been published previously. Some of them I uh, had just never, I'd, I'd written them, maybe I'd probably taken them to a workshop and mm. they just were not in the shape that I wanted them to, to be in to send them out. And getting a phone call from Kelly Link saying, send me everything you've written, uh, <laughs> kind of lit the fire um, to for me to really take a hard look at, at some of those stories and get them out uh, in a in a form that I liked. It's an
0: unusual collection. And um, but... Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, I really appreciate, um, you know, it, it has gotten some good critical uh, um response. And especially, I sp- I appreciate your review in Locus. Um, uh, so thank you for that.
0: Oh, you're welcome. And I was surprised and pleased to find uh, that something like maybe half the stories had not been published previously. I think I counted 10 unpublished stories. And it's not unusual for an author coll- collecting stories. To, I think every publisher wants you to put in at least one new story. You've got 10 new stories and... And they're terrific, uh, so and they're unlike anything else out there. So one of the questions that always comes up is uh, it comes up with writers who are not terribly prolific. Uh, it comes up with Ted Chang. It comes up with Eileen Gunn. Uh, are you a slow writer?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I am. i am I am a slow, slow writer. Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff still in the can. I mean, um, maybe at some point we can talk about, you know what what's next for me and what's next for me is, I have a lot of, you know, I have a big backlog of unpublished stories that I still want to revise. That's one thing. I mean, we had a, you know, we had a Sycamore this year and uh-huh. the story that I've taken, I took to that workshop, uh, I have not yet revised and and started sending out. Whereas, you know, my colleague, uh, Christopher Rowe, for instance, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a couple weeks later, his, his was revised and being sent out to various publishers.
0: So there are all kinds of uh of of Richard Butner stories that only other writers who were lucky enough to go to Sickenor Hill have ever seen. You could put it that way. Yes. Yes. But hopefully maybe the, maybe the wider world will get a a view of them sometime soon. Let's go on to the questions which we promised our listeners. We would cover one is what have you been reading and what would you recommend for this year? Doesn't Uh, have to be a new book.
1: Yeah, uh, that's good because I, uh, in addition to being a slow writer, I'm a slow reader and I Mm -hmm. often do not stay current. um, Uh, really the the people I stay current with are the people who I'm lucky enough to be friends with. So mm-hmm. of the books that have actually been published this year, the the, the ones that I've read, uh, they're all by, they're all by close friends. Um, and I, and I enjoyed them all for different reasons. Uh, Booth by Karen Joy Fowler,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, cool. you know, great no, uh, historical novel of, of the Booth family, uh, and what, how they might've produced John Wilkes Booth and how that mm-hmm. devastated the family. Um, I read, uh, my good friend, John Kessel's uh, collection, the dark ride really enjoyed uh, revisiting some of those stories that I hadn't read in in many, many years. And uh, I've uh, read uh, these prisoning Hills, the novella by Christopher Rowe, mm-hmm. my great friend. Uh, and because we're great friends, I'm lucky enough that I've also read several times in manuscript, uh, mm-hmm. his next novella that will be coming out uh, probably, I, I believe next year sometime. The navigating fox.
0: That so, sounds like fun. He's he certainly established a kind of a regional voice that uh, uh, is unusual. I guess the part of the country that he comes from has not been well represented in this sort of. And yeah, and, and there's a there's a sense of place in your fiction as well. But we probably could go on at great length trying to explore that. Yeah,
1: um, um, I'm just trying to think of other things I've read. I, I have read. Uh, I did read this book by David Keenan called Extabeth. It's another, I I think it's a novella, actually, not technically a novel. Um, uh, It's just this very hallucinatory stream of consciousness novel uh, told from the point of view of the daughter of a washed up musician in St. Petersburg, Russia, Hmm. and they end up in St. Andrews, Scotland. Um, It's a a very strange novel, very short read, but uh, I I would recommend that, X to Beth. So it's it's spelled very strange. It's
0: X-S-T-A-B-E-T-H. And the author again, um,
1: David Keenan.
0: David Keenan. It's one I've not heard of. That's the sort of mm-hmm. thing I always enjoy as uh, as a reader and as a reviewer is getting something where I have no idea what to expect. And to some, well, to some extent, your collection of stories was like that because uh, uh, and Small Beer has been very good at doing that. One of the questions which Jonathan thought we should ask, and I have mixed feelings about, it, is if you have a holiday-themed story that you like, or, or I, I refuse to. Say Christmas stories because I don't want anybody to talk about O Henry at all. But do you have anything?
1: I, you know, I I am terrible at the what's your favorite blank kind of question, and I couldn't think of a particular holiday story that really n- none came to mind. Put it that way. That's fine. Um, so I, I was more thinking about a book the the book that I probably enjoyed the most by someone who I don't know uh-huh. uh, that I read this year. And I think of it. It's it's again. It's not that current, but it is current in terms of the pandemic year. Mm-hmm. You know, starting in twenty twenty. So, um, I re- and, and this is not a big surprise, but I really enjoyed Piranesi. Uh, mm-hmm. So, the just a uh, um, you know loved all the proper nouns. Loved the kind of Borgesian environment. Uh, I often you know mysteries are very uh, interesting when they're still mysteries, and then often the revelations are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, that interesting, or they, they just kind of drain a lot of the energy out. And I thought in this case the the mystery revelation was very satisfying to I me. Think, yeah, so, I agree,
0: and I think the mystery the mystery revealed other mysteries which we didn't know were going on. In the exactly, um, exactly,
1: yeah. and in in reading it, it um, or in thinking about, I guess mm. this, the the novel it made it reminded Pir- Piranesi and Piranesi's plight and journey reminded me of this line from a from a Jim Salis poem. That yeah. I think about all the time because, um, you know, J- Jim Salas, sort of new wave science fiction writer, mystery, crime writer right. and poet. And he's done he's done every and uh, critic. He's done everything. But uh, he has a poem called To a Russian Poet. And there's a line in it. There's only the chance to do what remain. Yeah. Find beauty. Try to understand. Survive. And those three things, I, th- I think about those three things all the time. And I think in, in Piranesi's own way, he is trying to do those three things in that environment in which he finds himself in the beginning of that
0: novel. Right. And it is one of the more memorable environments, I guess, I've seen in recent fantasy. We, we hear a lot about uh, this. I'm sure this comes up in your workshops as well. We hear a lot these days about world building, which is not a term that I, I don't think I ever heard more than 20 years ago. Uh, but when a world is as striking as the world of Piranesi, and it's all—it's it, it, as, as readers know—it really has nothing to do with the artist Piranesi, except that the artist Piranesi drew some of these labyrinthine interiors that seem to be reflected in character. Um, but when when a when a setting is that striking to me, I think I understand what people talk about when they talk about world building.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's go on to what uh, to 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 follow up on the question we had earlier, which is what's coming next? Are we going to have another collection? Are we the thing that every short story writer has to get asked is is there a novella or a novel in the world?
1: Um, in terms of what is actually you know on the whiteboard today, mm-hmm. it's 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 as I said earlier, it's just um, a backlog of unpublished stories. You know, some time down the line, there will be a second collection. I'm fairly confident about that. Um, and in that second collection I definitely think that it would be interesting to stretch uh, and try the novella form. I do have uh, like a lot of people I've also got some uh, unpublished novels in the can from years if not decades ago and I don't know that any of them should ever see the light of day <laughs> um, you know there's a there's a setting that I've been thinking about for a novel for a very very long time but I just can't I, I can't get the the action to gel. I can't get the next step to happen in my brain mm. to, to really think about what I would do to actually write that. So, um, yeah, more more stories. I've, you know, unpublished stories I need to revise, including the, the one I wrote this year for Sycamore, the Sycamore Hill Workshop, and then uh, a bunch of ones I've started that I can't seem to mm. light on, uh, any particular one to really bear down on. So um, this is the story of a scattered writing mind, I guess.
0: Well, without revealing anything, uh, untoward, I've been told by a couple of your friends that you're possibly more self-critical than is entirely necessary given the quality of your fiction.
1: Well, that's nice to hear.
0: At any rate,' it's, uh, we're at we're a 10 minute point. We've covered, I think, everything we want to. Um, again, I want to thank you for being with us. This is Richard Butner. The Adventurist is one of the most unusual and striking short story collections of the year. It's from Small Beer Press and I recommend it. and thank you for being with us, Richard. Thank you, Gary.